Welcome to me in. Ha-ha! It looks like the bard is about to begin. I'll pour ya an owl over the stories, fables, and tales about the swords, sickles, and spells in the depths of the swells. So take a listen to the tales that we spin here at the Cara Trust Inn. Arr, and welcome to me episode of Carriage Rest Tales. I am Mike, your host and dungeon master. And to my left, we have... Hey, what's <laughs> up, everybody? This is Ryan. I'll be playing Kincaid the Sorcerer. Hey, everybody. And this is Nick. I'll be playing Basto the Half-Orc Barbarian. Hey, guys. It's Sam, and I play Woods the Elven Ranger. And last week's episode, while Captain Brandon is safe back in Cape Town, the Armada of Two sailed to find Nomis. After a long session of peekaboo, they came upon the merfolk in the pirate ship's floating fortress. After some strategic planning, they decided strategic chaos is the play. Let's hope they survive. Yeah, and I believe last time we left off, you had sent off the armada of two with the majority of the people. It was you three and Vasa's dad, which we remember his name is Clyde. Clyde. Not Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> And you guys were on a, I believe a small rowboat is what you decided to keep. And your plan was to row forward, kind of pop your head in to see if you were close enough, and then eventually pop the whole boat into dorm, I believe. Uh, yeah, we're just going to pop in, right? All right, you guys think we're close enough? Let's check. Maybe we can pop our head in and see. Okay, well, every time we pop our head in, it like takes from me. I mean, do, do we think we're close enough? I mean, we've been gauging. How many times have we done this? Twice. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I can swim, so. You okay, know. we're going to pop our head in. Uh, we're, I'm popping us all in. So I'm going to do three for us and two for the boat. I think we did six last time for the boat, which was you and Clyde. Oh, yeah, there's four. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I think we just said, I mean, six for the boat is enough because you guys are on the boat. Okay. So I think that's fine. Perfect. Can we take a 30-second timeout real quick? I, From what I recall, we were going to do, we're going to pop in, hope we're not discovered yet, Y'all are going to get the tapestry, yep. figure out which boat Nomis is in. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he's in one of them. And yep. let set fire to some of the other boats while we go yeah. rescue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did I give yeah. you grease bags? Yes. yes. Okay. I, think yeah, I, I, I forgot I, about the bombard yeah, I, I, I got into my chest. <laughs> I think I gave you three, four. How many do you want? I have six. Four. We'll say you tie two of them together, and that's twice. So you can cut one string and two of them will drop. Yeah, I just want to make sure I understood the plan. Yeah, so yeah that before, like the plan. Before we so go, we need to stick our heads out and, you know, just stick the tapestry out. No, we're out. We're gonna. We're just. We're going in. No more sticking our head out. We're over. Yep. We're in. So we fast forward a little bit, and they've already done. Or Woods has already done two little pop her head in to see how close they are. She okay. thinks this third time is going to be enough. Mm-hmm. She's going to roll a survival check though to see how well she has placed herself. 11. So you guys hear some rowdy kind of tavern music coming from a platform that all of those boats are surrounding. So there was 12 boats in general, and they were all docked on this large platform. Kincaid, that platform you know is what the big chains were attached okay. to. So that's kind of their floating fortress. Okay. But you hear just a kind of a party going on, and you look out, and you can kind of make it up, but you're still kind of far away, but you could see just a giant group circling around this platform and they've got booze and they're drinking they're cheersing each other and it's kind of like a big party that's going on out in the middle of that but you do notice that you are about 
100 yards from the closest boat. Great. That's a big circle. Can we... I'm gonna, we're, we, gonna, we're in the middle of the boats, right? You are on the outside. outside of the boats. We didn't, so make, it we the didn't make it inside mm-hmm. the yep. circle. So you're about 100 yards to the closest boat, and we'll say that that boat is at 6 o'clock. And each... Think of like a clock, a 12-face clock. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Each boat is a hour on that So reference. we're at the 6 o'clock boat. You're coming up to the 6 o'clock boat, and then in the middle of the, the face of the clock is a large platform. Which way is the tapestry pulling? Right towards the middle of the platform. Okay. All right. We're going to row. So pulling you towards the boat that you're getting close to because you're yeah, at 6 so o'clock. Yeah, I, so I would say let's zigzag because I want to make sure it's not the 12 o'clock. Okay. Well, that's a good so idea. Let's, yeah, so okay. let's, let's kind of go right a little bit, maybe. Do you want to go like 6 to 3 o'clock? Uh, I was thinking more like 5 or or like five or four. You're not thinking okay. that far. I, I should be able to tell. Okay. I like it. Go ahead and roll an intelligence check with advantage because I like that you're starting to put together the distance and I love mathematics, so I really like this. Mental note. Mathematics. <laughs> mathematics. Math wouldn't work. <laughs> About 15 degrees. Uh, 18. Yeah, 15 <laughs> degrees. As you guys are swerving left and right going through the clock faces or times, you realize that Nomis isn't on a ship. He's going to be on that platform. Mm. Mm. Can we see him? I'm going to roll perception. Sure. How big's the platform? Ooh, that is 20. <laughs> okay. Plus five. We'll get to your result. I'm going to answer your question first because it's more theatric. The platform itself. Mathemat- For those of you who aren't watching at home, the hands when he said theatric. Mathematics and theatrics apparently are our DM's weakness. Matt. Talk, talk to the hands. To, right? I mean, just... Since we're already established it's a clock time, let's just make it a circular platform. And it's got a diameter of maybe 200 yards. So two football fields. Okay. So it's fairly that's large. That's a pretty big. That's, yep. that's pretty big. That's yeah. really big. Two football fields? Yep. Two football fields. Is, oh, can we even see Nomis? Well, My getting to your Natty 20, you can see that there is basically a big crowd around the perimeter of the platform. And they have little booths set up to like where they can have their tankards and all that type of stuff. There's people dancing around. But in the middle, there is a fire that's going on. Of course. And you see a tabaxi that looks quite beat up. His fur is matted and that type of stuff. And he's suspended in like a stockade. They're roast. You're going to roast our friend. We need I think to- he's just a prisoner, but time is of the essence. So, so what's the play here? Do you want to just start blowing up the other ships to kind of draw those people out and then snatch and grab? Yeah, I think that's our that's our play. Okay. Because have we been right. to are people on the boats? All right. Does a let me check something real fast. Don't mind the dungeon master over here just rolling things. Rolling dice and then say does a as a cannon fires right <laughs> at your head. Uh, you. Vaso does a non-natural 20 hit you yes okay you are gonna get hit with the harpoon coming out of the water for approximately this is weird when i have to actually roll dice uh three piercing damage as you get harpooned in the arm and then you see that there is a rope attached to the end of the harpoon and it starts pulling vasa back into the water so go to make a strength save uh do i get i get an advantage on that right not now because you're not raging uh 16. I got a non-natural 20, so you get pulled into the water. Can we try to cut the, can we react and try to cut the I'm going to say at this point after he's kind of been pulled, so he's falling, he's not sunk yet, but he's fell into the water, you guys can react. You get one reaction and then we'll roll initiative. I'm jumping in the water to cut the rope. Sounds good. You're jumping in the water. 
What is your reaction? Uh, they're both in the water. I'm not going to jump in the water, but I'm going to ready an action. So if I see another, like, I'm just going to ready my bow. So you ready your bow. Vasa, you're getting pulled kind of surprisingly off the back of the boat. And Gnomist, you dive in and you see that there are two merfolk that have swam up underneath your boat as it's been kind of going back and forth. And they have harpooned the person that was sitting closest to the edge, which happened to be Vaso. So we can go ahead and roll initiative so we can get an idea of our order here. Do I remember the name of the merfolk queen? queen? I believe you would. You probably recognize who they are. Queen Cole was the queen of the mm-hmm. merfolk. Okay. What am I doing? Rolling initiative. I got a nine. Nine. I got a 14. I got a five. So let's also. 19. Kincaid is first. And then my enemies are last. And I forgot we got another person in our mix. Seven. That's Clyde. Got it. Oh, yeah. So Kincaid, you can go first. You've got two merfolk. One has already has his harpoon in Basso. I am cutting... The rope. the rope. So you're going to use your first action to cut the rope. So, Faso, you're no longer tethered. Okay. And then you have movement and a bonus action still. I I am going to try. <laughs> Why not? I'm going to use another bead. Yeah. Have you <laughs> used one before? Did you yeah. use one? I'd use one last episode. Last episode to get a lot of information that oh, yeah, he that's had right. missed over. Yep. So you used it a little bit different than introducing an NPC, no, I love but it. I was fine with it. I want to see if I recognize. Oh, you just do. One of them. Mer- oh, you know him. That's the bead. You know him. I recognize this particular merfolk as I was saving that coffee guy. Saving the coffee guy. You see this merfolk. Interesting. Okay, so because that would have been the only I think interactions I actually had directly where they would have seen. Yeah, where you would have seen Kincaid and, I mean, you guys were in the merfolk capital, but I like that you're adding a little bit more flavor that it was this particular person yeah. that you saw. All right, I can go with this. It's going to okay. be a little bit different than you expected, but I think it'll work. Okay. Lance, what are you doing? What? Why are you attacking us? Cause, you cause, remember me from the rescuing the coffee guy? Because his, his soul's not full. His his soul. His his soul's not full. I guess Kincaid wouldn't remember this. What do you mean his soul's not full? Why are you attacking us? Cause cause his his soul his you've your soul full. My my soul full. His soul not full. And then he's gonna start swimming towards Vaso again to attack him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What would Queen oh. think of you attacking us? And that's gonna We were we were partners. We were allies at one point. Why are you here? He's going to kind of pause when you said Queen Cole, and you see his eyes kind of light up with a different, like, recognition for a second. He's like, the, the queen sent? The queen sent? The, the, the queen sent? Yeah, Queen Cole sent us to rescue our friend. We and thought you were here also to help us rescue our friend, and, and now you're attacking us. And then you see his eyes kind of go dull again. And they're like, Queen Anne, who's who's Queen? There's no Queen Anne. There's there's no Queen in Atlantis. No, it's not Atlantis. It's up north. north. It's your queen. Remember your queen and the tiny bubble and the god of chaos? And then you see in your little bubble and you had like the little resort on top serving all the refreshments and, and then you having s- all the guests. You see his eyes kind of like refocus like Queen. Yes, there's a queen. There was... Uh, 
nor- north where the the archipelago, the, the Sun Reef? Yeah. Remember he had that nice little paradise up there? Yes, yes, I remember. My the- goofball friend couldn't swim. We were making fun of him because he couldn't come down. He had to go in the little bubble thing. Yes. You were there? Remember I, this? I remember I remember being there that yes, yes, yes. And then he's just gonna kinda like repeating yes, yes, yes. And then he's gonna be out of the combat because he is too distracted. The other guy you don't recognize and he's kind of been delaying a little bit because he's not sure what the heck's going yeah. on. But then after realizing that his other person is kind of not reacting, you go to see that he's going to stab his compatriot. You're welcome to stop him if you like, or you can just let him finish him off. No, I'm going to stop him. Not Lance. <laughs> not Lance. I liked Lance. He rolled a crit fail for his attack, so that is excellent news. Stabs himself and dies. Well, we're going to roll a... Uh, Percentile dice. Seven. I think a 5% is a hand. <laughs> five percent. <laughs> <two. laughs> uh, he got a 49 on the severity of his crit fail. So as he tries to go and stab Lance, Lance turns like he's going to talk to him. But the way he turns is he turns with his trident still in his hand. So the other guy just like rams himself into it. So instead of that guy killing Lance, Lance kills his compatriot. Oh, okay. And his compatriot ends up becoming a floating corpse. Oh, wow. Okay. Doesn't turn into a light shard or a dark shard. I'm trying to distract Lance so he doesn't kind of fully realize what he's done just yet. Okay, gotcha. And just like, I'm trying to like pat him on the shoulder, like try to keep that light alive in his eyes. Yeah, he's definitely kind of out of it, but he's not aggressive anymore. Yeah, Lance, we, we need your help. We we have to rescue our friend who's up on that platform. Okay. How can, can you get us over there? Can you tell your friends to back off for a little bit? I, I Once think... we're done, we'll come back. We'll, we'll sort all this out, but... We have to rescue our friend up there. I can get you to the to the boats, but I I and he looks down. I was like, I can't get on the on the platform. That's fine. We just platform platform people. And then you see his eyes kind of go to like a that duller. Nope. Thing. I'm going to start slapping him. <laughs> hey, Lance. <laughs> okay. Yes. Platform. Can you boats. get us to the platform? Where Where are your other friends at? We don't want to run into them right now. We're on patrol. I can I can make tell them I saw somebody on the other side. That would be awesome. Can you go do that for us? Yes. And we're going to try to get our friend. Okay. Yep. So then Lance will... Do I believe he's... Like, I'm making sure his eye... Like, I'm... Yep. Kind of a little harder on the shoulder. (laughs) All right. Good job, Lance. Good job. Yep. So you feel like you kind of resurrected him a little bit to the Lance person you remember. And he swims off. And three or four minutes later, you start hearing like a loud commotion. From the underwater, the distance, it's Kincaid, you'd put it together that it was up by 12. Okay. So you swam all the way to the other side and then started making a big commotion in the water to try to pull all of the guard over there. At least the Murfolk guard that are going to hear it underwater. Okay. So while that's going on, I'm going to, I'm assuming you swam back up to the yeah, surface. Yeah, I went back up to the boat. I'm going to let y'all know that I saw Lance. If you don't remember Lance, he was with us when we rescued the coffee vendor. Okay. But I think so, he seemed off. Like he said, our souls weren't full or oh, no. something. Anyway, I, I smacked him. Was he him like around. stuttering and talking oh, about yeah. your, your soul being full? Yeah, mine was full. His, okay. he must well, have had too much or emptied his soul. wasn't full. Basso's wasn't full. Yeah. His was full. Yours was full. So, so I, I, think, I think that's why I turned into a gold shard. So if you turn into a gold shard or a dark shard, your soul is not full. I think that has to do with like the if they're merged or not the merge thing that they're and talking I, about. My, so I'm I don't I'm dead. So I'm already merged. 
did you when you died in that i was a corpse you're yeah so you're i'm fully merged so i'm guessing i have a, an evil side like a dark side guy. All right, all right. We, so hold we on, gotta do, hold we on. gotta go. So Lance is gonna create a distraction for I'm assuming this hasn't happened yet. Yeah, that's right. Lance up, yeah, is yeah. Lance is creating a distraction for us to get all the Merfolk on the other side of the platform, the twelve o'clock ship, so okay. that we can go rescue Nomis without the Merfolk interfering. But we need to act quick because I don't know if I can trust Lance to actually do all this. Right. What's the play? <laughs> what are we doing? We're gonna start blowing stuff. We're gonna start blowing well, they're, ships up. They're Going to ships <laughs> up. We're going ships up. Oh my god! Well, he's going to. He's going to create a distraction <laughs> on the twelve o'clock ship. So hopefully that gets all their attention over there. Right, if so that then, doesn't work, you and I need to be prepared to create some fires. I think on the on, nine on, and three o'clock. Let's just do ship. it. Okay. Yeah. Just cause chaos. Maybe cause, you and Clyde everywhere. can start going in there. Yeah. Or you then, can fly over there too. I yeah. guess. Yeah. I'll I'll fly over to the nine o'clock side. All right, so you're going to fly to 9 o'clock. What's Kincaid doing? What's what's doing? Do we all want to do this together? I think we, yeah. I'm going to go get Nomis. It might be better if you fly in and swoop and get them. No, I'm going to turn into my goddess. So while you guys do this distraction, <laughs> it's going to give me some time to turn into my goddess. I've been practicing. And then I can go in and get him. Yeah, I think we just need to be prepared to yeah, I'll, cause, I'll, I'll be pre- cause some I'll chaos. I'll be prepared to go and swoop them up. Okay. All right, so you guys are still on the rope at this point. I, I think I'm just in the water. I picture yeah, myself like, bobbing. I'm bobbing. Like, hey, Lance, <laughs> Lance, Lance. Yeah. All right. Vasta's uh, going to head over to nine. All right. So you're flying to nine. Yeah. Go ahead and roll a stealth check, but at advantage. Stealth fly. I feel like you'd be a little bit noticeable to be flying over the water. Uh, Ten. Okay. We're going to get to that. Kincaid, what are you doing? I think I was going to stay in the water, head kind of go towards the platform, but at an angle. So I can get to ship three or the platform pretty quickly. Okay, so you're kind of moving towards ship three, but the front of ship three, so the platform and the ship. Yeah. I'm going to have his dad start rowing the boat to get kind of butted up against six, so we're like hiding in the shadows of, of six, and I'm, during that time, going to start meditating and doing my chants and like seeing because if I can turn into her. Is we'll that get, good? Yeah, we'll get back to that also. Okay. <laughs> I like this. All right, so let's go with Vaso. You are flying over to nine, and you notice that there's two ogres that are arguing kind of on the outskirts of the platform. So they're on the platform, and they're arguing. And as you glance over, you notice that one of them looks a lot like Farmer Joe from Stomperton. And he's currently getting punched in the face repeatedly by another ogre. Well, Farmer Joe is my favorite guy. <laughs> So that's what you see on your flight over. He's around boat eight, we'll say. Okay. So you're not quite to nine yet, but that's what you see on your flight. Like, what is he doing on this side? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, as much as I want to go help him out, I'm going to keep going because I know I'm here for a mission. So we'll get you the rest of the way over to nine. Kincaid, you're swimming over to boat three. Correct. And you're seeing a little bit better at the platform. You notice that what's going on are people are kind of taking turns in front of that tabaxi. And they're kind of like mocking him, making fun of him, putting him down, maybe pulling out some fur and that type of stuff. Can I gauge how many people are on the platform? Like you said, it's like 400 yards. 200 yard diameter. I will say do a perception check. Uh, 15 plus three. Okay. Four, 19. Now that you've gotten rid of the merfolk patrols, you have a little bit more time, so you're able to circle a little bit slower and kind of observe. 
what you notice is that there are about 15 ogres, which are the bigger pirates that you're seeing lately and you've been fighting. And then there's about, we'll say maybe 20 dwarves, another 20 elves, and kind of like a mix of the races. But in total, it's probably going to be about maybe 80 humanoids and then the 12 or 15 ogres. Okay. I want to... Actually, you do also see... Sorry, forgot. You do see that there is another tabaxi that is standing amongst the crowd. He's not in shackles, and he seems to be drinking and partaking and having a fun time, but he looks very similar to the tabaxi that is in the stockade. I'm smart enough to realize the guy in the stockade's probably Gnomus because I've seen the tapestry. Yep, you'd put that together. Okay. I want to go keep going around to, like, boat four, and I'm about to, like, boat four on fire. If you want me to do that now or wait. I'm going to jump to Woods because Woods is doing something while you're doing yeah. those two things. So I, I, I didn't want to bogart the, you know, boats. Bogart right. the boats. <laughs> bogart the boats. The thesaurus is running deep tonight. So what is Woods doing? Okay. Woods is cross-legged on the boat, headed to the back of boat six, and she is in her full chant. So she is just deeply meditating and speaking to Lucha. Lucha, I pledge my life to you. Lucha, I will fight for you. Lucha, I will protect you. Lucha, please come to me. Go ahead and roll your 2d20. A 1 and a 20. Wow. <laughs> Just what the, are the odds? extremes out of the way there. Right, I got that written down. Okay. I'm trying to think of which direction I want to go because you guys split in three different ways and I'm trying to think of the timing yeah. of everything. So we're going to go to Vaso because I think he would have got to boat nine at this point. As you're approaching boat nine, you see that there are two humanoids, say they're elves, that are in a pirate garb all set up and you see them walking opposite directions around the boat and you put together that that's a patrol to observe the boat. But the way they're walking, you can kind of tell they're a little hammered. Okay. So they're stumbling, they're weaving, they're tripping, they're falling. So they're doing guard watch, but not really that well, which is why they haven't noticed your approach. So I'm going to kind of go up to the boat, you know, be like on the side, like kind of under so they can't see me. And I'm going to look for, like, what do I see on the boat? Can I see like the trap door that goes down? Yeah, you can probably see um, a cargo hold, I think is what it's called. Okay. Is there anything flammable on this boat? Yes, there would definitely be gunpowder. It's a pirate boat, so there's gunpowder, there's sails, obviously the wood, all sorts of flammable things. Are there any, like, matches or something that can start a firewood nearby? I just thought about Probably that. Probably not on the top deck. Okay. But you would know that if they have cannons, they're going to have some way to light the cannons, so there would be some sparks or matches down in, like, the armory. So what I'm going to do is kind of time it to where I can go down. I want to go down below. Okay, so you're going to kind of wait for the guard to walk by and then try to jump in to the cargo hold. Go ahead and roll a... I want to do something wisdom-based for this infiltration. Wisdom or dex-based? I'll let you choose. I'm doing dex. Okay, so what is the (laughs) skill you're going to use? Stealth. Stealth. All right, go ahead and roll your stealth. Advantage or no? I'm going to say not in this point because there are two guards there. So there are people that are physically there to watch for people. (laughs) Um, 11. I'm going to say that you're able to make it through because they, as already established, are pretty drunk. Okay. You make it through into the cargo hold. All right. And you're kind of looking around or you're intending to look around for matches or a strike or something like that. But what you're not expecting to see is... There's people down there. (laughs) There is three large glass cylinders filled with water and some very old merfolk. 
Oh. Like they're in one of those like Star Wars healing tank sort of things. It's like the Bantha tank? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picturing more like what Walt Disney was cryo frozen. <laughs> yeah, I can picture that. Yep. Okay. Are they alive? Dead? They are alive. Okay. And when you show up, one of them looks at you and says, kind of like exaggerates, tell Captain Ivanir we're not going to join. Why does he keep insisting on us joining him? It's like, okay, so I, I'm not I'm not with Captain Ivanir. Oh. I'll, I'll get you out of here. Just tell me how to get you out of here. How, what's the best way to get you out of here? Well, we need to get to the water. We can't. They put us in this hole that we can't get on the deck. We can't breathe out of the water. We can't. Okay. And then you I, notice that there's like a lid on the top of all of them. So it's basically like a fish jars, but they've captured these. Okay. How, how did they get these jars in like down here? The jars, I, I believe, are probably already here. And they, when they took Atlantis, they. Okay. Uh, so Vasa is going to look around and he's going to try to see if there's like a, like a hatch or something that opens. Okay. Are there any hatches? Just the hatch that you flew in yourself. So the one that you just came down is how they would have brought them in. Oh, you're going to use a bead. Yeah. There's okay. a giant hatch. We're going all <laughs> out yeah. on it. There's a giant hatch on one side. Okay. And these things are, they're, they're on like wheels. So Perfect. like I can just push them out. I like it. Yep. Um, so that's how they did it. I'm going to time it. Uh, there, there's a few things I want to do. Uh, I want to load up all the cannons. Okay. How, how many cannons are there? <laughs> Uh, we'll say there are, I'm going to say four cannons, two on each side. Okay. I'm going to point one at the 11 o'clock. Okay. One at the... Like the 11 o'clock boat? Yeah. You're so at 11 nine, right? till, Yeah. Can, can it see 11 or is that too tight? I would say you would easily see 10 and 8, right? Okay. 8, 9, 10. Yep. That's how we count. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's how we count. So you're oh, boat that's nine. how you do it. <laughs> So you'd be able to easily hit Ultra boats and 8 and 10 if you wanted to. Ooh. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to have them all pointed at those. Okay, so you're going to point 2 at 10 and 2 at 8. Yeah, and then, so like, I'm guessing there's, like, fuses on them. So what I'm going to do is, like, I'm going to have them, like, so that the fuses touch the the board ground. Okay. And then I'm going to take one of my grease bags and just pour grease, like, on that and then all the way to, like, the center where, like, the... Center yeah, mast would be. Yeah, yeah, the center mast would be. And then I am going to... I saw Bugs Bunny do this once. <laughs> <laughs> so he's using the fuse to light the grease. I love this. This yeah. is awesome. Okay, so what I'm going to do <laughs> is I'm going to push the three tanks out. Yep. And then light the center. And then I'm going to go out the hatch door. All right, sounds good. I think with the bead, you're able to do all of those things. <laughs> I undermest- underestimated the power of the bead. I know. We've yeah. grown this bead power. I only have one left. <laughs> <laughs> you get three for the campaign, so it's awesome to see how you... I like it because it introduces new things Yeah. that I didn't account for. So you light your fuses, you push everybody out, you fly out. I'm going to say that you... <laughs> I'm going to say that one of the drunken guys sees you flying out and he's like, oh no. And he like tries to pull his crossbow up to like shoot at you. But as he pulls it up, he just leans too far back and just falls over the top of the railing. <laughs> so he ends up in the water and he's swimming around down there. And then I'm going to cut to something else for you in a second. But I think we'll go back to Woods. Woods. Okay. Um, so she's still hold. She's now like standing and holding her bow and she's going to expand on her chant and say, Lucha, let my eyes be your eyes. Let my heart beat as yours. Let my will do your work. Lucha, I pledge my life to you. Lucha, I will fight for you. Lucha, come to me. 
Go ahead and roll your 2d20. 17 and 15. 17 and 15. Actually, you can roll three because I liked that. Uh... 18. If I get a straight, does it count too? <laughs> no. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny though. <laughs> 15, 16, 17, 18? Yeah. 19, 20? There we go. As you're getting through your last little chant there, I need you to roll a concentrations or sorry, constitution. A constitution check. Your concentration. Five. So you lose your concentration as a bolt hits you in the shoulder for six piercing damage. As you look up in there is a guard that was also walking around on six. And he has seen you overboard because he could hear you talking and has successfully shot you with an arrow. Okay. And then you start hearing him shout very drunkenly also, Hey, um, sound, sound the alarm. <laughs> As you start hearing another set of steps running on the top of okay. boat six. Can I take an action or no? Yes, you can. So she, although lost her concentration and she was startled, she's going to pull her bow. She's going to shoot at this guy, but she's going to continue speaking her mantra while she's shooting Lucha's bow. Okay. Sounds Hoping good. that maybe if she's just still doing the work, <laughs> it'll still maybe work. Let's attack him first. 15 to hit. Yep. 15 damage. And then we're going to shoot... Is he still alive? Yes, he is. Okay. I'm going to shoot him again for 25 to hit and 10 damage. And Kayla Slayer makes it two more. And what she's chanting as she's like pulling this out, let the moon rays from my hands. Let the starlight twinkle in my eyes. Let the darkness beat in my heart. Okay. Pick a number. 1, 20, 15, 17, or 18? 17. 17. Okay. Kincaid, fast forwarding over to you. So what, what have I heard going on? You have heard a couple of things as you've been listening to them. You saw some people kind of kind of joking around, jolly, happy, and all that stuff. He's like, it's so fun when they have a merger. It's just a, a party, and they're having a bunch of time. But then you see somebody else kind of, we'll say at this point, Farmer Joe, the conversation's been getting loud enough that you can even hear it over by your boat. And the ogre that's beating him up is like, you idiot, Captain Veneer said, break the mind, not the person. We're not supposed to harm the prisoner. He just keeps punching him, punching him. Okay, so I haven't heard his cannons go off yet. Not yet. It's coming at this point, but I'm trying to get the timing all figured yeah. out here. So <laughs> My party splits three ways because they're fun. <laughs> on the pirate ship, are the cannons on the deck or is it kind of like pirate ships where there's like the Flap. opening yeah yep. these ones are the bigger pirate ships so they would be the ones with the little flaps on the opening how high are the flaps for me in the water probably 10 feet off the water i want to try to chuck one of the grease bags yeah. in that hole or close to it i'll say you can do that i'm going to do that and then i'm going to cast bonfire in the hole all right so you're lighting boat three on fire Sounds good. Yep. Hopefully it catches some gunpowder and other stuff in that boat. And then I'm heading Gun towards the- Gunpowder and lead. Yep. <laughs> Going to show them what little Triton girls are made of. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Except Kincaid's a man. <laughs> gunpowder. And lead. And then it, well, as I cast Bonfire, I'm diving into the water and heading towards the platform. Okay. Sounds good. Because so... I don't like what I saw. With the them picking on this cat gnomus. person, yep. I don't even know. Okay, sounds good. It ain't right. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna say that all these things happen at the same, roughly at the same time. Vasa's cannon is going to explode, and it starts boats eight and ten to get. Give me write this down. Yes, please. <laughs> so well, make a, make a eight, nine, and ten are 
Out of commission. Yep. So eight, nine, and ten are going to be out of commission. Eight and ten took some massive damage from the cannons because because I've also had a lot of time to be able to like aim it to the just the right spot. And then you start seeing that nine is just lit up on fire at this point. So those boats are all out of commission. And then about, we'll say 30 seconds later, you hear a chime at boat six indicating an intruder, which is pretty mute at this point because it's pretty obvious when the cannons went off. Mm -hmm. So everybody is like, oh, there's an intruder. And then a large explosion happens at boat three. We'll say it also damages and starts sinking boat four because the ammunition hold just blew up. So yeah. a lot of cannons just went flying in very random directions because they weren't in any cannons, but it sunk three and four. So we got five of the 12 boats out of commission now. But everybody is on very high alert. So I think we should roll initiative just so we get an idea of pacing and timing. Does that work for you guys? Yep. 17. 13. <clears throat> 11. That makes sense that my enemies are going to go last. I'll roll for 15. What are we adding for what's-his-face? Well, just nothing. Let's 15. Do. Okay, and what did you get? 13. 13. It's just above Woods. Kincaid, what did you get? 11. And Vasa, what did you get? Uh, 17. I think I got that right. Yep, looks good. And then, Sam, you can just tell us what Fly um, is going to do on your turn since he's with you. Okay. All right, Vaso, you are first. You are flying. You see the large explosions. You see somebody ringing a warning bell on boat six, which is kind of pointless at this point. And then you see three and four blow up. I don't know how high you are in the air, but that's what you would see. Yeah, so I'm, I went up because, you know, I want to be able to look out. What are the people on the platform doing? People on the platform are in a circle. They were drinking, but now you see them dropping tankards and trying to pull out swords and crossbows like they're starting to react, but they are slow, partly because everybody's very sloshed. You see that Nomis is in a stockade, kind of head down, arms, you know, those stockades where you put your head and your arms in, and he looks very battered and kind of having trouble holding himself up. And then you see a ogre, a large ogre, sitting on the throne. And you remember seeing this ogre in Stomperton, surrounded by a bunch of pirates. And a tabaxi that looks a lot like Gnomus, but you know from the tapestry is Shadow Gnomus. Okay. And there, so the Gnomus is in the middle? Gnomus is in the middle, kind of by the fire. And as all this is going off, you see that Shadow Gnomus has started walking towards Nomis. He's about 50 feet away from him. Okay. And the throne is about 50 feet away or? Circles. Circles are fun. Fire's in the middle of a circle. Okay. 200, 200 yard diameter. Right. About 50 feet from the fire is a throne. And that's where Vive is. I'm just going to start calling Vive that Shadow Nomis. Uh-huh. And then on the other side of that, so 50 feet to the fire, and then another 50 feet is the stockade with Nomis. Okay. So it's 100 feet from the throne to Nomis. Correct. Am I reading that right? Geometry, people. Geometry. <laughs> like the people, they're not like going towards like any of the, they're, they're all staying there and they're not leaving the platform. They're not leaving the platform because they don't know where to run to because now they've had alarms on three of the four sides. So they're not sure where to go. So they're gotten swords out and they're starting to scan. And I'm going to say at this point, since you are flying and you're the only one that's kind of obvious, you see some heads starting to kind of turn towards you because you're the only person of the three that they're going to see. Okay. I'm going to head up towards 12. 
Okay, kind of on the outside. <laughs> yeah, like on the outside. I kind of want to maybe try to draw the crowd towards 12. Yeah. All right, I like that idea. Woods and Clyde. So we're going to try to make our way to the platform. So we're going to skirt this boat. Um, So Clyde's going to be rowing, and I am going to be standing, just standing on the boat, trying to, like, uh, just pick people off with my arrows. Okay. Um, at the same time, I'm still, like, doing my chants, right? So I am just, like, fiercely trying to channel my goddess. Lucha, I pledge my life to you. Lucha, let me work for you. Lucha, I call upon you and your brothers and sisters, Coromet and Kiva and Queenie and Danae. Lucha, come to me in your form. All right. I was going to only allow you to roll 1d20, but I like that you're starting to go through the lore and everything, so you get 2d20 still. 17 and a 20. Oh, man. All right. You got one match, so your eyes start to glow as you are channeling your goddess a little bit more. You notice that your arrows are having a little bit more of an impact as soon as you start channeling your goddess. Okay. Do so I need you're to... just one-shotting the okay. pirates as they are trying to close on you. You're picking off all the humanoid ones. Okay. I'm tracking my arrows. And then Clyde is rowing for you. Yeah. Perfect. Kincaid. Which side was Nomis on? Sorry, I missed that. You're fine. Um, let's say Nomis was by boat five. So near me, because I was heading towards four. I want to swim towards Nomis, but on like the back side of Nomis. Sounds good. So you swim up so you can get behind him. Are you going to jump up on the platform or are you going to stay in the water under the platform? I'm going to jump up on the platform. Okay. I'm picturing like Waterworld, Kevin Costner coming out of the water and just like... Well, I want to cast a spell. So I think when I cast spells, I can do a... 10 foot radius or 10 foot fly. I think it is. Bonus action before or after casting a spell greater than first level cause whirling gusts of air around you, allowing you to fly 10 feet up in the air without, I think that says opportunity attacks. Yep. Without opportunity attacks would make sense to me. Yep. Okay. So what I'm picturing is swimming up, getting behind Nomis, and I'm casting a tidal wave in front of Nomis <laughs> to get Love push it. people back. All right. So it's going to extinguish the fire and then it's going to push everybody. How wide is the... Uh, 30 feet long, up to 10 feet wide, and 10 feet tall. Okay. Each creature so in that area must feet. make a dexterity saving throw. On a failure, a creature takes 48. Bludgeoning damage is not prone. Okay. On a success, it takes half as much damage and isn't knocked prone. Okay, so a lot of the people that were kind of close to it are going to get pushed back, so it makes a lot of room in front of Nomis. And you notice that they all take your 48 damage. Go ahead and roll it so we have an idea. 7, 9, 11, 14. The majority of the people get knocked back. They take your full force of the damage. You see people get hit with, like, the logs that were in the fire and that type of stuff. Um, but you do notice that... Vive, the Shadow Gnomus, did like a cool like dive through your wall of water. You see that he kind of like is holding his hand like you hurt his hand a little bit, but he's standing and he looks kind of upset and he's Looks trying good. to cross the distance a little bit faster. Okay. Do I have enough time to see his Gnomus locked in this thing? Gnomus is locked in the stockade. Go ahead and roll a perception check. Eight. Looking over at the ogre that's on the throne, you see a chain with the key hanging on it. Okay. I know I'm not going to get that key, so my next turn I'm just probably going to cast another spell and beat the crap out of this lock with my triton. Okay. My trident. <laughs> so that's what you're going to do next turn. Okay. Yeah. Enemy one. All my enemies are going to go. They are going to shoot at Vaso, but Vaso is purposely staying out of range. So I'm just going to roll two d20s to see if either of them hit you as possibly being there. A 12 and a 6. Seven. Nope. So two of them actually make it to you, but it's kind of like you just easily duck move out, out of the way. way. Yep. Yep. 
Okay. And the rest of them are just falling too short because you're just too far out of range. But okay. you do see that they're starting to move towards your direction. So they might be able to have a little bit more people in range next time. Woods, you are going to get two shots at you because you are within range yeah, as you're fighting people back. I got a 16 and a 13. Of a 16 hits. You are going to take eight piercing damage as another bolt sticks into your shoulder. Okay. Uh, how fast... Clyde is rowing, you should be at the platform next round. Okay. Vasa, what are you doing? We'll say you're up by boat 11 at this point. You're not quite to boat 12 yet. Am I above a boat 11 or kind of um, am I a little further behind it, you think? It's up to you. I was picturing you flying above the boats, but if you want to be flying even behind them, I'm fine with that. Okay, so I- I'm going to be above it and I'm going to light one of the grease bags and just drop it on 11 and then head over to 12. How are you? Oh, I guess you did pick up a striker. So you. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to drop a grease bag on 11. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll look for, I don't know, if there's any ammunition nearby. You'd have to get, like, you'd have to land if you want to do that. Okay. You're welcome to, but it sounds like you don't want to. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to land it near the post. That way it has something to, to catch climb on fire. Up. Okay, yeah. sounds good. So you light up boat 11. It's on fire. It's not out of commission yet, but it is on fire. Yeah, and then I'll start heading over to 12. 12, and I'll say you can make it all the way to 12. You already used your action, but if you have a bonus action you want to do, you're welcome to. Is there anybody on 12? Yeah, you see the same two. Same two guards. They had two guards in every boat. Okay. I drop another grease bag? I'll let you do that as a bonus action. Okay. That's fine with me. So you drop. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just just doing one grease bag. Yeah, it's pretty easy to cut and drop. Yeah. All right, sounds good. Uh, All right, so you got two more grease bags that you're able to drop on 11 and 12. I think you still have one grease bag left. I got one more left. All right, sounds good. And I'm going to say at this point, you see Nomis kind of trying to follow the commotion. He's kind of, Kincaid can see his eyes are having trouble focusing. But when he sees Vasa flying around, you see him kind of get confused. But then he starts to be more alert. Like he's, you see him lock eyes, like Vasa, you see him even from that distance, lock eyes with you like. Yeah. Like, hey, buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. I knew, I knew you were alive, buddy. I can see buddy. you flying. Just like little, okay, buddy. Oh, like, no. That's my friend. I know him. I know him. He's a we're friend from, from work. work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Clyde and Woods. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, Clyde is still uh, just rowing us with some fury. Um, yep. Clyde's and- turn is going to get you to the platform. The platform. Okay, great. I'm gonna take my action then to, I guess my movement to climb up onto the platform. And again, she's just like, at this point, so passionately, almost screaming her like her continued chant to Lucha. Lucha, please, I pledge my life to you. So Pelor brought me into this world, but I will die for you. Lucha, the sun birthed me, but I will die in the darkness. Lucha, please come to me. Let me serve you. You are my family. You haven't shot anyone yet, too, so go ahead and roll your 3d20. Unless you want to be able to shoot people, too, then it's only two. Okay. Five, 13, and 14. All right. You're getting a lot of numbers in there. Uh, you only have to match one more time. I know. Uh, so she's going to climb the platform and be on top of the platform. It's going to be easily get up there with okay. your movement, and you still have a bonus action. If you, I don't know what bonus actions you have if you haven't attacked, but... I mean, I can attack as my bonus action. Mm, no, I don't, I've, I'm no, I just am so focused and like, I'm just basically got up there and just looking, like kind of gotcha. observing. You were by boat six, so you can see Nomus through the crowd, but okay. would have to kind of fight your way through the crowd to get to him. Yeah, okay. 
Kincaid. What's the ogre in the chair doing? He is going to start giving commands to his troops. And he, you see him like with his scimitar kind of like pointing and you see him arcing everybody towards you. And then people start peeling off that we're going to Vaso are now adjusting to look at Kincaid. What's directly in front of him? Uh, well, you could I like, run away. Right. Could I stand right in front of him? Of Nomis? No, the ogre. Like, where's the key oh. in relation to him? Like, Oh, yeah, it's right on his chest, and there's nobody in front of him because Vive at this point's halfway across. So he's Vive is kind of like where the fire was, so the ogre's just sitting in a chair. He hasn't even made an effort to stand out of the chair. Why not? I want to duck behind Nomis to break line of sight from the ogre. I am going to use a sorcery point. We'll see if you're going to let me do this. Chances are good, typically. Well, so this says a spell with range greater than or equal to five feet. I can expend one sorcery point to double it. My misty step, I can transport 30 feet. Oh, you're going to Would you let double. me double my misty step? Yeah, I think that makes sense. Okay. Using the ability to double the length of a spell. Yep. So I'm going to double my misty step to appear right in front of the ogre. It's a bonus action. I agree. I'm going to appear right in front of him, snatch the necklace, and then use my regular action to misty step back <laughs> to Kincaid. <laughs> All right. I like that. Sounds or good. to... They got me doing it. To Nomis. <laughs> to Nomis. Kincaid. Yep. So Kincaid quickly casts a spell, appears in front of the ogre, grabs said necklace, and then appears back. Love it. So you have the key now, ready to go, but you've used all of your actions. Well, that was a bonus action. Misty steps is bonus action, the first one. and then I'm going to use- spend two more sorcery points to use that again as a bonus action spell. Right. So would I still have an action? Yes. I'm unlocking Nomis. Obviously. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So you used a lot of your sorcery points to... It was worth it. Get out to the key, come back, unlock Gnomus, and we'll even say you get the stockade thrown open. And I'm just going to yell, Basso Woods, to me! <laughs> and my next action's jumping with Gnomus in the water. All right, sounds good. Enemy one. So we're going to do some fighting here. Basso, you are now within range. So I'm going to shoot three... Actually, I'm going to shoot four crossbows at you. Um, a 21 and a 17, I think, are going to hit. And I think the other two are going to miss you. Yep, those, those two hit. 9 plus 10, 19 piercing damage as two crossbow bolts slam into you as you're flying. Woods, you're also going to get shot at. I think only, oh, maybe 15. Does that hit you? No. Okay, so I think the 19 is going to hit you, though. Yes. 11 piercing damage as another crossbow bolt hits you. King Cade, you're going to be taking a lot of shots at you since they've had time to aim, line up. You're getting six arrows shot at you. One hits for sure. 19 is my lowest of these three. I think that hits you, right? Yep. All right, so you got hit with three of them. (laughs) Cool. 11, 21, 11. 11, 21, and 11 is 32 piercing damage. Okay. Kincaid's not looking good at all. Not looking good at all. Okay. Last thing that happens, though, is you see, Kincaid, a look of absolute terror on Vibe's face, which is Shadow Nomis. And you see him kind of grimace, and then he just starts booking it. He's going to use his action and his... He's going to move and use his action to dash, and he covers the rest of the distance. You see fear in his eyes as he reaches out and touches... Gnomus. He just basically tackles him. And then a sort of dark and light mist 
explodes out. So it's going to push everybody out about 20 feet back, which is really just you. <laughs> so yeah. You, so you get launched 20 feet back. And then you, since you're close enough in Vaso, since you're close enough, you can see this. Woods, go ahead and roll a perception check to see if you can, since you just are in the middle of fighting people. Bob, eat. You probably don't see this. You see kind of a tug of war happening between the light side and the dark side of this energy that exploded out of Gnomus and Vive. But then it starts getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And then you only see one figure standing in the middle of it. And then the figure falls unconscious. Does it look like Gnomus or the other guy? Well, they looked pretty similar to start with. And now they look, you're not sure. From your distance, especially Vasa, you're not sure at all. All right. Okay. <laughs> and that brings us back up to the order to Vaso. Yeah, Vaso's going to jet towards that figure. So you're just going to move and then dash. You make it about halfway there, we'll say. Okay. Since you're flying, I'm giving you a little bit more movement. Yeah. And I'm kind of swirling around and avoid arrows. You see on your way a very large pile of barrels. And you notice that there's a lot of tankards that are around it. Like on the platform? Yep, on the platform. As you're flying over, you're seeing all these big barrels of alcohol. Is it in the middle or kind of on the edge? They're kind of all over, but the one that's the biggest is in your flight path. Okay. And that brings us to Woods and Clyde. Okay. Clyde's uh, still in the boat at this point. Um, Clyde's going to be climbing up also okay. to come join us up top. I didn't see that merger happened. Correct. So I am going to put my, uh, I'm still going to hold my bow and I'm just going to fight my way to Nomis and kind of just using my bow almost as like a, like a stick, like, you know, just kind of like hitting people as I walk through. Cause I'm just trying to like powerhouse towards Nomis. Okay. And she's going to continue to chant mood maiden. This is my pledge to you, my life, my soul, my son, your power, your heart, your darkness. This is my paladin pledge to you. On this bow, I pledge my life. Ooh, I like it. Um, I'm going to give you four, since I like that you're referencing a paladin. 16, 3, 6, 17. Ooh, you matched a match. I don't know how to do that one. I'll give it to you, as yes. we didn't have a specification that would work or not. So... Same thing as before, you get a roll, I think it was a D6, to see how many turns you've got. We want a six, guys. <laughs> two. Two. You get two turns. It's better than a one. It's better, better than, than one. one. And then I think we'll do that the start of next turn? Yep. Okay. What's Clyde doing? Clyde, I think, is just like kind of fighting people through, following me, trying to, we're trying to get to... Tenomus, or are we there? Do we see the merger into one? You don't see the merger into one because you didn't see that, but okay. as you're fighting closer, you see Nomus unconscious next to the stockades. Okay. I think you as the character would be like, oh, that's Nomus. Yeah, okay. You know I what think I mean? it's like, Nomus. Yep. No, I agree with that. If you didn't see the merger and you saw it's by the stockades, so I think you'd be like, oh, that's, he got out of the stockade, but then fell unconscious because he was so tired. Gotcha. You know, whatever. Uh, Kincaid. Kincaid's not looking good. Is there still, like, bolts flying towards me? Yes, there are. You're about 20 feet away, though, because you got pushed back from the explosion of power. So you, everybody, you're not near anybody, but yes, they am are going to start shooting at you. Am I near by and... Yeah, you're about 20 feet from them, because that's how far back you got pushed. I'm going to walk up 20 feet to the body. I'm going to throw up a wall of water, which I haven't I think I've used yet. So I made a wall up to 30 feet long, 10 feet high, and 1 foot thick. Or you can make a ringed wall up to 20 feet. I'm just going to put up a wall in front of me. Okay, so between you and the people shooting at you? Any ranged attack that enters the wall space has disadvantage, and fire damage is halved. So they can still get through it, but it's at disadvantage. I'm just trying to create... I don't think I've tried to do this before. I'm going to... So I'm getting to the body, throwing up a wall of water. 
I'm gonna expend my last two <laughs> sorcery points, and I'm gonna look behind me. Who do do I see? Allies. Yeah, you would see that Woods is kind of cutting a path. Well, not cutting. She's more pushing people out of the way. And Clyde is cutting down people with his sword. And he's being pretty efficient about it. I'm going to hold what I think is Nomis. I know is not. Like, bear hug him and then try to do Misty Step to get to try to make him a part of me and just try to teleport. (laughs) I got you. The problem is there's another spell called Dimension Door specifically for that. Not Misty Steps. I don't think that would okay, work. Well, so I won't do that. And I think you would know that it wouldn't work. Kincaid would know. Uh, it was worth a shot. Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. So I threw up the thing. I'm just going to use the rest of my movement, pick him up, and just bolt and just yell for help because so I'm, just... not, I'm not doing good. All right. So you pick him up and you start running towards woods. Just with all my might. Yep. Just right. running. All right. Enemies. I need another 2d20. They are shooting at... Vaso first, as he's now definitely within range, flying in towards the people. 15 and 16. 15 meets and 16 hits. All right. 10, 19, 24. Piercing damage. How are you looking over there? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm hurt, but I'm, I'm hanging in there. All right. Uh, to here. I think I got 13 more hit points. Okay. Woods. I'm going to say that Woods, before your transformation, since you were fighting amongst that crowd, they were also fighting back at you. Okay. So you had taken 25 slashing damage. 25? Yes. What does that bring you to? I'd be dead. You'd be dead. Or you'd be down? I'd be down unless I change, like if I change during it happening, because then I get her hit points. Yep. That would make sense. Let's do, just because we're trying to keep it in order, but not, let's say you have four hit points left. I just rolled a D6. Of my own personal hit points? Yep. So when you come out of okay. your goddess form, you'll have four. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. I think that's reasonable. Kincaid, you. They have di- they have disadvantage on me. Well, the ones the ones that are behind your wall of water aren't going to be able to hit you. I'm just going to say they're out of range with the disadvantage also. They're not going to hit you. But you are running towards woods, which has some people around them. Most of them are focused on woods and... Clyde, but I do think at least two would be like, oh, there's there's a guy, yeah. Exactly. A nine's probably going to miss you, and a 19's probably going to hit you. Yep. Nine? I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So, Kincaid shouts help, which kind of draws some attention, and then you make it your 30 feet hauling no miss, and then you just take a shot to the shoulder, which is just enough to drop you down. And then you drop Nomis unconscious, and now Kincaid is unconscious. And that's done with the enemies, so that brings us up to Vaso. <laughs> okay, so Vaso is going to keep flying. He's going to go over the barrels. Okay. He's going to drop the last grease bag on it. Okay, sounds good. Um, you light it on fire, you drop it. Yeah. I don't know what Ryan's doing. <laughs> oh, I see what he's doing now. <laughs> so, Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he, he sees uh, <laughs> Team Cade bite the dust. Oh, yeah, so he right. yeah he gets angry, and he goes into rage. Okay. There we go. <laughs> well, he wasn't in combat, so no, it's fine. You're flying above him and having fun. And you're, you're like, like Ooh, look at me, look at me, look at me. <laughs> dropping flaming deuces on these guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's gonna. So he sees Nomis and Kincaid. And he also sees woods, right? We're all they're all kind of in that area. Yep. So Kincaid and Nomis are still inside the the perimeter of bad guys. So like Woods is trying to fight through the bad guys to get to them. You're above them, so you're 
kind of in that side perimeter also. You okay. just dropped a flaming grease bag on a barrels and barrels of liquor. So they just immediately catch fire. They have strong stuff and it starts spreading quickly onto the platform. A couple of people get caught on fire and they like run to jump into the ocean to put themselves out, but then they're swimming. It's very chaotic that's going on. Okay. He is going to try to get to uh, Nomus and Kincaid. Okay. I'm, I'm guessing he'll just have just enough or, or distance to get to them. Yes, so you would have enough distance to get to them, but I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. 13. So you're getting close to Kincaid. You're flying in like Superman style, and then all of a sudden your right arm, you feel a whip attach, and just or your, I guess your left arm, your whip attach, and then it just kind of pulls you down and you go slamming into the ground. So take 1d6 of bludgeoning damage as you get forcefully pulled from the sky. Five. So I, I take half because I'm Half, so two. So. But what you notice is that there is now a pirate captain, a very large ogre, that has a whip in hand and he's growling at you. A pirate captain? Pirate captain. You have got the attention of Captain Ivanir. What is Ivanir? Uh, what is an Ivanir? <laughs> Captain Ivanir is a ogre, which is similar to what you were fighting, similar to the creatures of Stomperton. And he has his eyes fixated on you because he sees you trying to take his prize from him. Okay. So Vasta is going to... Is Ivanir very large? Or Yes. <laughs> Ivanir is <laughs> the largest ogre you've seen so far. Okay. So he's probably the strongest and the meatiest. Meatiest. Ready to fight. Okay. Uh, Vasta is going to, you know, he's going to get up and ready in action to fight Ivanir. All right. So you're going to turn to face... Fight the pirate. All right, let's get us up to Woods and Wide. Um, so as you guys see Woods kind of fighting her way through this crowd, all of a sudden you see this thing explode into the crowd and you briefly see her goddess form, but then you see a gold dragon, a gold young dragon. <laughs> all right. Um, come barreling at Nomis and Kincaid and its heart stops when it realizes that both of its friends are unconscious. Um, so in a panic, it scoops both up um, and tucks both under one arm and takes a launch forward to Vaso. And I am going to give Vaso the opportunity for him to do what he wants, but I'm just gonna jump towards him. And I will let you decide if Clyde jumps on my back or not. I'm saying Clyde's still fighting people, so we'll see how the dice roll is even get to you. Okay. Because he knows that you can teleport, yeah. right? Yeah, yep. Because you've already seen it once. Mm-hmm. All right. That brings us up to... Well, let's do, do I that. need to do let's a death do save? Now. We're going to do Clyde's thing now to see if he can fight through it. DC's going to be pretty high because there's a lot of enemies. Okay. He just needs... He was on my tail, so he just needs to literally jump on my tail. Well, you got it crit fail. So I'm going to say he tries to grab your tail, but you're too fast. So Clyde is still back behind a bunch of enemies. All right, Kincaid. Am I doing a death save? Yep, do a death save. 17. 17. What is a positive memory from Kincaid's past that he's thinking about trying to rally himself back up? Sorry, I have healing touch. So when I have picked them up. Oh, you have healing touch? I have healing touch as my deity. So I will, when I have picked them up, when I have just been able to. I imagine break. healing touch is a spell, right? An action? Healing touch is an action. You can choose Gnomus or Kincaid. And I can still do everything I wanted to do. So yeah, because you, you didn't actually use an action. So yeah, yes. yeah, I'm going to um, Kincaid. 
Kincaid. All right, so never mind. You don't have to roll a death save. How many hit points do you get back? Oh, Lord. He can have the diva touches another creature, uh, and I can do this three times a day. The target magically regains 20, um, 20 hit points or 4d8 plus 2. You want to roll it or just take the 20? I'll just take the 20. Okay. okay. So you got 20 hit points back up. You don't have to roll the death saving throw. And you're tucked under my arm of a dragon. <laughs> do I sense that it's woods? Yeah, you... I think it would probably. I hope. Okay, it's up to you. I think I think I know what a you've seen Dorma dragon is. We've seen her turn into a dragon before too. Yeah. Okay, so I'm up. Yep. Uh, can I do? Yeah, you something? can. It happened on her turn, so you just have your normal actions now. I'm gonna get my bearings, kind of see what's around me. What do I see from up in the air? It is very chaotic. You've got. That's what we do best. Yep. <laughs> you got boats on fire. I think we've decided it was. Eight, nine, and ten, also three and four, but now eleven and twelve. So a lot of the boats are on fire. And then you see a large fire on the platform itself from the tank or the barrels that Boss had lit on fire. Okay. This is also a large party on a wooden surface and they were drinking heavily. So you see that fire spreading quite rapidly as it's catching puddles here and there of liquor that had been spilt and all that jazz. Okay. Do I see Vaso as we're heading towards him? Yes, you see Vaso in combat with the pirate captain, the same one that you took the key from. Oh, nice. I'm just going to shout, or just audible enough for Woods to hear, Nomis and Vi combined. This is a combined person you're carrying. As a dragon, do I understand him? I think so. I'm going to say Yes. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna. Uh, I don't know if you can talk. And yeah, comment. I'm just gonna squeeze, like, hold on to both of them tighter, and kind of like I heard you, and like give it a pulse or two, but I'm not letting go. Uh, that's fine. I was just letting you know. Yeah. And then I'm gonna try to help my friend out down there while being clutched by a dragon. <laughs> What's what are you gonna do? Am I within 30 feet yeah. of the pirate king? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Woods is trying to get as close as possible, so I'd say you're within 30 feet. Just to try to take some heat off of Vasa, I'm going to cast Witch Bolt at a second level. All right. And I think I get advantage because he's fighting him, correct? Yes. Yeah, he's enraged, and he's in melee combat with him, so yes. Uh, 17 plus 8. <laughs> Definitely hit him. Okay. He doesn't have much armor on. He's more of like a meaty, you know. So he's going to take 2d12 lightning damage. Ooh. Punk trick. Uh, 17. 17. That's... It's connected. Connected. So it's I sustained, have a yeah. crackle of energy, energy on him. So it's a guaranteed hit next time if you want to yep. keep doing it. Yep. All righty. That brings us up to enemies. Woods, you're going to be shot at a couple of times by some apes. Um, I think only the 20 non-natural is going to hit you, though. Um, my armor... Oh, I'm just going to use this. I don't have the That's dragon fine. stuff. It's the same challenge rating. Um, a 17. So you take 20 piercing damage. And then go ahead and I'll just do it. See how well Clyde's doing over there. Clyde is starting to get quite overrun by enemies because now he's by himself over there. And people aren't necessarily excited to attack a dragon. So they're attacking Clyde instead. And then Vaso, we are going to do some stuff against you. You are going to get attacked with the whip to try to pull you close and kind of whip Rest in tie peace. you up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was 20, Chandler. A 23 to hit, I assume, hits. Uh, yeah. Oh, RIP. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and you take only six damage from that one. Which is half. Half, so three. 
but it pulled you close enough that you can take two stabs with a rapier at very close range. 23 to hit and a 16 to hit. They both hit. All right. Hate doing math. Said the actuary. Yeah. 24 piercing damage. Is not his friend. Okay. So that puts me down. So that's 12. Uh, 12 total damage. Well, you take half of 24. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that still puts me down. Okay. Um, But he's going to use relentless endurance. Your racial ability. Yeah. Yeah. So I have one hit point. Back up to one. I'm still alive. (laughs) Sounds good. You fell down to your knees, but then you're like, I can do this all day. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe just one more time. Maybe just one more time. Actually, this was it. (laughs) All right. So you push yourself back up and he just growls at you. You will not take my companion. All right. And that brings us up to Vaso. Does Vaso see the dragon behind me or... Yeah, the dragon's closing in on you. You can see the shadow, probably. Okay. Vasa uh, is gonna throw his sword at the captain. At the captain. He's right next to you, so you can just swing at him. Yeah. Okay. I'll just swing at him then. Okay. <laughs> You're in melee with him. He pulled you closer with his whip, so he could just basically like pull you with his left hand and just. Does he still have to whip on me, or? Yes, he does. Okay. Uh, I'm actually gonna try to cut myself out of it. Okay, so go ahead and roll an attack just to see, because he's going to try to obviously not let you cut his whip. Okay. 19 plus... That's going to hit. That hits? Yep, that's okay. going to hit. Yeah. His armor class so. is... Uh, tw- his 20, armor yeah, 20, 27 total. All right, yeah, his armor class is 13. <laughs> so oh, okay. And you're able to cut the whip just fine, so you are no longer grappled, you're no longer attached to him. You, use, you get attacked twice, so one of your like upswings with your sword was to hit the whip off of you. Okay. You can still attack him one more time if you want to as your attack action. Yeah, I'm going to attack him. Okay. 19. Hits. Uh, eight damage. All right. So, yep. You attack twice. You still have bonus action and movement. I'm going to attack one more time. Can you, as a bonus action, I guess you could use offhand attack. He doesn't have uh, an yeah, offhand attack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to try to. He'd be bludgeoning as you just punch him. But. Punch him, punch him with okay. my uh, no, my fake hand. No, that's not healed yet. Yeah. Well, it's going to deal. Actually, guess, uh, it would deal I'm going to. damage probably and he'd fall over. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot you have one hit point. <laughs> probably not going to. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to ready in action defense. Okay. Can I do that? I'll give you an extra two to your armor class. Okay, we'll do that. All right. And that brings us up to Woods and Clyde. Um, I Woods is taking whatever gallops steps that she needs to to scoop up Vaso. And once I have him, I will let you roll for Clyde, but we're teleporting to my All right. temple. So you grab Vaso. Uh-huh. You look over and you see Clyde has fallen down to one knee, sword up. He's really bloodied, but he doesn't have the ability to get to you. I'm going to give a um, fire breath as a dragon in his direction, and then we're poofing out, poofing out of there. All right, so you're leaving Clyde behind. We're leaving Clyde behind. And you're poofing out. We are teleporting to my goddess's temple. All right, you're teleporting to the goddess's temple. Question, mm-hmm. did you close the rift you guys entered into? No. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, you guys. Hey guys, it's Sam. I just wanted to take a quick moment and thank you so much for listening. If you hadn't had the opportunity yet, we really strongly encourage you to check out our website at caradresstales.com. You'll find links there for our Discord and our Instagram. Go ahead and follow us at at caradresstalesdnd. This is where we post a lot of funny in-studio videos and um, photos of us here. 
Thank you so, so much for following along on this journey. I cannot believe we're already knee deep in season two. Again, we really appreciate that you can do anything with your time and you're choosing to spend it with us. I hope you enjoy the show. Does appear in your temple. Mm-hmm. All five of you. All five of us? Yes. As you feel a very meaty hand on the back of your neck as you come out of your goddess's form. I, I turn around. And you see a pirate captain that had grabbed onto you before you teleported. Okay. And he is with you now. Okay. And he is not happy. Okay. So he's going to attack you. Okay. Um. So am I still in my dragon form? You just came out of it. Okay. You did so your... last time we, when I came out of my goddess form, I was restored back to my full hit points. Or I was restored. I had I let the healing touch worked on me also. So I, I got. We didn't do that last time. We said you couldn't do that because you would get the healing touch on your goddess form and you would revert back to your original hit points. So you have four hit points. Okay. You might miss. He misses. He got a nine. Did I get any healing points when she touched me? Yes, you would have gotten 20 back. I can use it three times. Okay. And I also would have, at that point, brought gave 20 back to no. No. I'm keeping him <laughs> unconscious. Okay. Sounds good. That is a strategic move because I what you told me. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I You're don't welcome. know what this is. Yep. I don't good. either. Okay. So he, so he hit me and I ducked out of the way. Yep, he kind of grabbed you by the neck. He was grabbing you when you were in your dragon form, so I just pictured as you came out, he wasn't going to let go of you. Yeah. And then he tried to, like, shank you. Okay, I'm going to, can I attack him? Well, let's jump back into order. I kind of went ahead of Kincaid there, so Kincaid. Is my witch bolt still connected to him since he teleported with us? It is. Well, he's getting zapped. All right, sounds good. Jerk. All right. Another 2d12. Good roll. Nine. All right, so let's so two. Okay. So that's an action. Man, those are in the temple of Sali. Like you made it to the temple. Yeah. He just teleported with you. Does that make yeah, sense? Fine. Yeah, of okay. course. I'm going to tell you all to back up and I'm chucking a grease bag at him. <laughs> Love it. So back up, chuck a grease bag at him. At this point, there's no fire. So he just gets. I'm hoping my lightning next time. Covered in grease. You guys see it all covered in grease. And that brings us up to you, Vaso. Try to make him slippery. I mean, he's still next to him, right? Yep. You guys are all in. I'm out of grease. You guys are all right next to each other because you teleported all together. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to attack him. 19. Hit. Uh, six damage. All right. And then my bonus action, because I'm going to see those grease bags, is to you can step, attack, step you, away. Yeah, you can attack twice as your attack action. You have multi-attack. Oh, crit fail. <laughs> all right. Roll your uh, percentile. Can't watch. <laughs> 86. Oh, nice. Not a bad one at all. Um, what would happen? Slips on the grease. He does slip on the grease. That's a good one. Yep. You slip on a grease and you fall prone at his feet. Okay. And that brings us up to, well, not Clyde. Woods. Um, when he, when I like slipped out, I kind of like feel like I got far enough, far enough back. Or am I still in melee with him? You're still in melee with him. All right. Then I'm just going to, I notice he's covered in grease. I'm going to just light him on fire. I mean, I can light my I can let my bows on fire. Yeah. So I'm gonna light him on fire as one action. Okay. And then my second action, I'm gonna pull out my sickle and attack him. All right. Sounds good. Uh, uh-huh. What is two d eight? I think is good for fire. No, I'm gonna take the. I'm sorry. Can I change my mind? Is it too late? Oh yes. Yeah, I'm not gonna light him on fire. Okay. I am going to attack him twice, and I want to use my. I'm gonna use an action to inflict wounds on him. So I'm gonna. 
Inflict Wounds is a cast. It's not like an attack and you add things. It's just a spell that you use. Okay, so can I inflict wounds and also hit him with my sickle? Because I have two actions. No. So the way multi-attack works is if you take the attack action, you can attack twice. Gotcha. So you can attack twice with your sickles or you can cast inflict wounds. I am going to inflict wounds. I'm going to touch him and I'm going to push myself off of him when I do it because I want to get in, I want to get further away from him yep. because I eventually want him with my bow. Okay. It's my plan. So I'm going to inflict wounds on him. Uh, make a melee spell attack against a creature and on a hit it makes 3d10 necrotic damage at a level 2. So that's going to be 6d10. Well you have to attack and hit him first. Melee spell attack so you No, I think you get advantage because Vaso's. Vaso's still enraged. So 14 um, plus 5 is 19 to hit. That hits. And then I do 4 d10. Nice spell. That's a good spell. 6, 12, 14, and 9 is 23. Yeah, that's right. 23 damage. And then I'm backing, like pushing him off myself, pushing myself off of him. I want to get in. So you're trying to do things like disengage, but you don't have the disengage action because you used the spell. He would try to do an attack of opportunity. That's fine. Okay. Uh, Does a nine hit you? It does not. Okay. He misses. That brings me up to the enemy. You made some distance from you. He's going to kind of snicker as he sees prone individual laying on the ground next to him. So he's going to try to attack you. He's just going to kick you. Does a 19 hit you? Yep. 12 bludgeoning damage. And then since you didn't die, he's just going to kick you again. <laughs> he's going to try to keep kicking you. 17 plus 5, 22 to hit? Yeah, 22 hits. 12 bludgeoning damage again. Okay. So right. that's the total of 12 because I take half. Yep, exactly. So that was both of his actions. So that is his turn. And that brings us up to King Kate. Um doing my lightning attack, hoping that lightning catches it on fire. Yep. 19. 19. I will say he takes the 19 damage and then go ahead and roll your 2d8 for the fire damage as it does catch on fire. Vasa already sees where I'm going with this. <laughs> Eight. Eight. Vasa, you take four. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the best crit fail you have. Yeah, not a... You didn't lose an arm. <laughs> Could have been worse. He's not doing too hot. There's two individuals on fire, kind of rolling around. Here's a question. Yep. Can I expend my last two sorcery points to enact Witch Bolt again? I will go for that. Come on, double twelves. Seven. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say that is enough, though, as you guys have surrounded him around at this point. Vasa, you kind of rolled out of the way to get yourself off of the fire. And at this point, there's three on one. He's already burning and kind of losing and he eventually falls into a dark shard yeah. and we are out of combat holy crap guys Vasa's what are we going to do up. about that thing and i'm pointing at gnomus um we need to tie him up i don't trust him i'm not even going to ask i start tying him up i reach in my robe of useful things pull out a rope and i'm binding fine. him i am gonna but- chug a um uh health potion. Oh, I have another one. Do y'all need one? Vasa's going to get up and she's going to look around for his dad. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm going um, to be like, Where, where's Clyde? Where's my dad? What is it? 4d4 plus 4? 4d4 plus 4. Hey, where's my dad? Why isn't he here? I'm going to let you answer this one. Oh, I was hey, where's my dad? I per- I feel like this is Woods trying to be like, I'm doing other stuff. I'm uh, doing other stuff. Um, 
Um, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I tried in here. I'm so sorry. You left uh, him behind. I'm so sorry. I could, I couldn't. It was us or him, and I, I looked down and I couldn't. I, I knew I. I You're had in goddess form. You couldn't, you couldn't just grab him. It was him? going away. It was going away. I couldn't. He was too far. You were right next to him. I was not. You were right, right next to him I the whole time. Not, I tried. I couldn't do it. I, I'm so sorry. And she's gonna like just start crying. I am so sorry. Vasta is just gonna walk I, away. I could. It was. I had to. And then I'm just gonna look Vasta, up at Kincaid. Vasta is like, just gonna walk away. I had to make a decision. And, and I, then I I'm gonna us. I'm gonna turn around. Like, don't follow me. We're done. I picked us. No, you left my dad behind. As I you start, us. as you start walking away, you start hearing some thrashing, moaning, some grunting as. Kincaid has tied up Gnomus, but Gnomus is starting to contort and move and letting out like little mini screams. Ryan, do you want to read what I just handed you? <coughs> As you thrash and contort in your perpetual nightmare, the two full lives of Gnomus and Vive bombarding together, each competing to take center stage. Were you always in Dorma, itching and irritated? Or were you always Nirvana, carefree and loving, traveling the world, playing whimsical music and innocently flirting with Grace? Or was it you and Grace oppressing the citizens of the Iron Mist as one of the key fingers of the Night Circle? The Professor will help sort this out. No, wait, that is Damien. Damien? Damien the Professor? How did he so seamlessly handle this merger? How did he stay sane? Nomis then eyes shoot open and you see him kind of sit up and he says, the, the, the others. Mordina. Then we cut scenes to the lovely village of Stomperton, where we see Farmer Joe tending his crops. He takes his hat off and wipes the sweat from his brow. And then you see the hat just slowly floating down, slowly floating down to the ground, where it settles next to a golden shard. It then pans across the rest of Stomperton, and you see golden shards all across the village as the remaining of the ogres gave in to the year of death. Ah, looks like the bard has done it again. What a splendid crowd y'all have been. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Cottage Rest Inn. Oh my gosh, guys, thank you so much for joining us for season two. We honestly are so thankful that you've enjoyed us on this ride. We are going to take a bit of a holiday break. We are going to get ready for season three and bring back some more excitement and some more adventure. So please stay tuned for season three. Thanks. Hey guys, it's Mike, your host and Dungeon Master of Carriage Rest Tales. I just want to say thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It really means a lot to us. If you are enjoying the content and you haven't already, please give us a five-star review. It's really going to help us grow our listenership and be able to reach more people. I also want to give a special thanks to Tabletop Audio for providing the background music for today's episode. 